0: Middle of the week, prior to the great white death, Bill Michael Show. (laughs) On the air. Uh, Boy, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get to today. Um, Sad news overnight uh, coming uh, out that uh, just on the cusp of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, uh, something that is being celebrated on the NFL Network and um they're doing a, a football life uh the, the the football life is just now coming out about franco harris he passes away at the age of 72 and uh, man i just uh, could not believe it played from 1972 through 1984 uh 12 of those 13 seasons he played with the pittsburgh steelers obviously uh was a hell of a running back but just in the in the sense of uh, a moment in time he was the recipient of the immaculate reception and something that is, uh, you know, still, you know, uh, lured today as we talk about football history. So very, very sad news um, in Franco Harris's passing. You know what? Well, one thing we didn't mention yesterday, Gary Knafel uh, also passed away, former uh, former Green Bay Packer from years gone by, also long time PA voice of Lambeau Field. Uh, he passed away the other day, too. And uh, they had a moment of silence for him in the press box. Uh, at the game on Monday night. So, uh, you know, and I knew Gary. I got to meet Gary and talk to Gary and get to know him a little bit when I first got here in 1999. And uh, I, I didn't even know I, – I knew he was getting up there in years. I didn't know he was approaching 90, but uh, he 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 was, is, did, and, uh, and then ended up passing away. So Gary had passed away as well. I, did, I was remiss in not mentioning that yesterday on the program nor during the Green Gold Gold postgame show. So my apologies. But uh, yeah, Gary passed away as well, so kind of kind of sad there. But I'll tell you this, man, what a <laughs> what a what a what a day you know, to wake up and hear that. Uh, and then the Carlos Correa deal. I uh, I I was stunned when I saw this deal, and it comes out that it's what is it twelve years three hundred and. 15 or something like that million dollars and the new york mets and i i went and looked depending on where some of these teams fall the new york mets total payroll will be 380 plus million dollars think about that for a minute 380 plus million That will be their luxury tax, just the money they have to pay back to baseball for going over the, quote, luxury tax. Their luxury tax payout will be more, just the payout will be more than maybe 10 to 12 other Major League Baseball teams' total payroll, just their luxury tax. If baseball doesn't see there's a problem in this, I I don't know what else to say. There is that is more their their luxury payout will be about 40 something million dollars more than the Brewers total payroll. It it's it's mind-boggling. Isn't it? And, and look, if I'm a Mets fan waking up today, I'm like, hell yeah, man! We got one of the richest owners in baseball, and he's spending the money, putting his money where his mouth is. That's you know, but as a small market, the smaller markets, it, it's like, what what the hell? How you can't compete? I mean, literally, you can't compete with that. You 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 just cannot do it. And I I just. I know we've been down this road before, but it, there, there is, <laughs> I i don't know how baseball as a sport can sustain itself based upon its current economic status. Now, it has to equate to wins and losses. I understand that. But when you talk about betterment of team, I, I, I don't know how a team like the brewers, a team like the royals, a team like the reds, a team like the rockies, a te- you know, you start to get into the season, these, some of these other mid mid to lower level teams. I don't Pittsburgh I, I don't I don't know how they survive. I don't know how they can compete for the long term in major league baseball. They're just basically there. You're like the Appalachian States of the world playing the bigger teams for a payday. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's that's like just crazy money. 12 years, $315 million. That's just crazy money. And the players, um, it, you know, because people are saying, well, the players will never agree to a cap. No, they won't. And here's the reason why. Because the, the owners will never open their books fully. And the owners can can lock out the players and say, look, we we need something reasonable here. We need something reasonable. We need, uh, we got to have more than what we're getting. And the one thing that the owners didn't ever, ever want to agree to is a floor. They want a cap, but they don't want a floor, and they don't want to open their books, and they don't want to show the amount of money they're making. And the owners are as greedy as the players are. And greed, uh, for the most part, uh, coming out of the movie Wall Street, greed is good. Because if you have that greed and that want and that desire, it drives you to be better. But when you don't have the ability to compete, and ultimately in the fans' minds, the perception becomes reality that simply there is a large group of teams that start off the season with a little bit of hope and then money trumps everything, then that hope fades and I just, I don't understand why they can't come to an agreement and see this. And like I said, the, the Players Association never wants to agree to it. They, they don't want to agree to anything because they want their players, the more money their players make, the more money that goes into the union, the more money that goes into the union, the more money the union heads make, the more money that's then passed around, and it raises salary, and high tide raises all ships. I get it. But at some point you're going to be looking around with all the money going, what happened to our sport? I mean, it's already bad enough that you're having to tinker with the rules because people don't want to watch it. You have become boring. You have become passe to many. So you got to, instead of just playing the game, you got to screw with the rules. So to a, a younger generation, okay, you know, if something doesn't work, change it. Instead of saying if something doesn't work, figure out why it's not working. You don't just change everything. You don't change the innate way the game is played because fans are yawning. <laughs> you know, I, I there's there's innate, there's a problem there. And instead of recognizing the problem, baseball just buries its head. I and and I just I, I I you got an absolute positive horse's ass as a commissioner running the game who doesn't care. He cares only because of his own paycheck and because the owners care. But beyond that, he's he's not a baseball historian by any stretch of the imagination. He's he's an unapologetic jag. Never, never like Rob Manford. Never. But uh but it's disappointing. It's great if you're a Mets fan, don't get me wrong, and if you're a big market team and you're going for things like this and it's it's wonderful and you really don't care. Then my 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 screaming into the wilderness is falling on deaf ears, and I understand that. But you you eventually have to listen. Go back to when George Hallis, Papa Bear Hallis, down in Chicago, major city, big money, right? Early on, early on, in uh, in in the days of football, looked at the franchises and said, you know what? We need Green Bay. We can't let them fold. Here's a hundred grand, which was huge money back in those days. Here's a hundred grand. Make sure that team stays viable. We need the underdogs. We need the small markets. We need things to be shared. And the Packers stayed viable. And now today, the way it stands, or I should say the NFL, understands the necessity of the large market and the small market. They understand the necessity of the underdog against the giant. They understand the necessity of revenue share of salary caps, of salary floors. They understand all of that. They understand the value of the draft. They understand it all. And that's the reason the NFL reigns supreme, because you have got a jumble of teams right now in 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 the NFL, a jumble of teams that while a few have been eliminated, no doubt about it, a few have been eliminated, but when you look at it, you still have divisions that are still fighting for the top spot, divisions that are still fighting for postseason awareness. You have got right now in in the NFL per side, probably 12 to 13 teams maybe per side that are still with hope with only three weeks to go in the season. Three weeks to go in the season. And you've got all of these teams that are still, looking for hope and tiebreakers, and we're trying to figure it out. And if you win and this team wins, and and, and this is what it's all about. This is the reason the NFL reigns supreme. Baseball, July, These, these lesser teams, they're gone, man. They're gone. What are they playing for? What are the fans going out to see? Unless you're a compassionate fan of baseball, an avid, rabid fan of baseball, and the game itself, the sport itself, what are you going to see? Maybe a superstar, maybe a pitching matchup. You know, maybe you just want to spend a little day in the sun. But for the most part, what are you going to see? Not much. Baseball is innately flawed, and there is nobody inside the sport that can see it. You know why? Because all they see is green. And that's a disappointing thing about Major League Baseball, and that's the reason baseball continues to founder. And they don't get it. They want to tinker with shifts and all that kind of stuff. And, oh, the game is so boring and so slow and replay. And it's just there's so many simple solutions, and they just don't want to do it because they don't want to upset each other. Meanwhile, fans are going, to hell with you. You don't get it. You're dumb. Go be rich. Talk to you later. There's other things to do in the summertime. Oh, by the way, I can go outside. I can ride a bike. I can go play golf. I can sit on my boat. I can sit at the beach. I'll sit outside. I'll spray myself with water laying in the sun on the roof of some apartment complex somewhere. I'd rather do any of that than go watch a boring-ass, rich bunch of dudes play baseball because it just doesn't matter. And it's so innately inept to begin with. And that's disappointing because I love the sport of baseball, absolutely positively love it, and they don't get it. So anyway, there you go. That's uh, that's my uh, opening rant of the day, and I apologize, but it's just one of those things that I saw, and I thought, you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Um, You can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Producing the program, Ben Kenny at Ben Z. kenny over on Twitter, bringing him in. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's cold. It's cold. That's all. Uh, I'm not a fan of the cold. I will uh, will agree. Uh, I know uh, I don't necessarily live in a state that is conducive to my attitude regarding the cold, but I love it here, so that's the reason I tolerate it. Uh, I agree with you once it gets down like today's gonna be in the mid20s once it all you know warms up and everything and today's nice not a lot of wind I was out and about this morning and you know had a had a couple places to run and I went to quick trip and everything and did my thing and it was like nah this isn't so bad and by the way remember yesterday weren't we talking about like 17 inches of snow yeah it is dropped significantly yeah what the hell the weather- i don't <laughs> they were I don't wa- I don't wanna Come down on the forecasters because I did not pay attention to the forecast over the last 24, 48 hours. I just knew something was coming. But I had people yesterday when I was talking about snowfall saying, well, they said it's going to be. And I'm like, well, who? They said. They said it was going to be anywhere from 10 to 17 inches of snow and today i wake up and i'm like oh my god i got to prepare man i got to make sure that you know paul terry uh, designs uh, i got to get make sure that the guys are coming over to plow my to plow my driveway i got to make sure i've got the shovel i got to get the shovel out so i'm up this morning i'm doing all this stuff and i thought ah, flip on the news cuz i want to get the latest update what time is this going to hit and i see the winter weather advisory okay and then i see the you know what whatever the hell it is the winter storm advisory okay and i'm like wow how much are we getting four Four inches? Well, the wind's going to be bad. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait.
1: Sounds like a normal Tuesday. Four inches? Four and a half?
0: Maybe eight, depending on how far north you go. Wait, what? Where where the hell did 17 come from? Now, I'm not going to be rude completely here. But if I, if I, and I don't know where that, that anywhere from eight to 17 was predicted, unless they were talking about something drastically north or something like that. But I'm just going to give you a quick example. Something really, something we can all relate to. Guys, girls, here you go. Okay. Ben, if you walk into a bar, here we go. If you walk into a bar and you meet the girl of your dreams, she is, just j- like, the the ceiling opens up and God's lights come down, and there she is. She's she looks beautiful. She's got a nice skirt on, pair of high heels. She's completely dressed, just looks pristine and perfect. One of the most beautiful visions you've ever seen in your life. Hair long, silky. Eyes are gorgeous. She's got perfect skin, and she looks at you and likes you. And you, you your eyes meet, and 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 Ben Z. Kenny runs across the bar and you begin to talk to her and she is just she's enthralled with you and then you start to brag a little bit you start to talk about yourself you know tell her a few stories a few things you guys are hitting it off and if you look at her and say sweetheart i've got 17 inches and then you get home and there's four don't tell me she ain't leaving your ass how can you be that wrong? How can you be that wrong? That's embarrassing.
1: Certainly, if you have a huge package.
0: Damn straight. More of the Bill Michaels show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael Show. We continue on and uh, we are glad you're with us today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I, I don't know if there were many people that knew that where I was going with that, that quick analogy, that, that story there. So I, I apologize to uh, Tim who texted me, my buddy Tim, listening to the program. He said, I just spit coffee all over my dashboard. He said, that was hilarious. So uh, my apologies. I didn't mean to, I, I, I guess I should tell you to to you know to, to not be drinking anything when I'm getting into one of these long-winded stories
1: so. bill i think my only official statement on that story is no comment <laughs> <laughs> right uh
0: that's one thing you got to prove eventually that's the same thing with forecasters
1: it's like you got to prove it you well forecasters you know, just, there's no they're not there's no consequences when they get it wrong though it's right. a little different
0: right I, uh, I I know of a place, I'm not going to say specific, but I know of a place that used to, during certain events, would s- turn up the sensitivity on their radar. So you'd be looking at certain television stations, you'd be like, oh, here comes the rain. And then, then they were the ones that said, look at what's coming. And it went from a, like a, a red and a yellow to a yellow and a green because it would turn up the sensitivity so everybody would watch them. Here it comes. Here it comes. You know, and finally other stations had caught on to it. And one of the other stations' motto was be prepared, not scared, because that's what they tried to do. They, you know, most, most, uh, most news directors will tell you you can win with weather. During a weather event, everybody watches the weather. Now that we have it on our phones – you can kind of pay attention to it a little bit more, but you really do rely upon a lot of the forecasters, and there's some really good ones in the area that I appreciate. You know, uh, Drew Burgoyne from CBS 58 and Mark Baden, and I I watch you know other television stations around the state. I pay attention to them on, on Twitter, but there are there there was one that was known for turning up the sensitivity on the uh, on the radar to get people freaked out, and if it was if you were getting a uh, uh, a little rain event, it became a pretty heavy rain event. If you were getting a heavy rain event, it became a storm. And if you were getting a storm, it was tornadoes. They would twist it up so much that it, it, it became uh, – it was almost embarrassing, uh, to, to be honest with you, because it was, it was so obvious. But that's what they do, man. Some of them do that, and they do it to scare you so you tune in every minute of every day to pay attention to what's about to come and destroy your world because they're going to be the ones to tell you here it comes. And it just, uh, you know, I, I felt I woke up this morning and I'm looking at the the news and, and I was actually watching uh, Rob Haswell on Fox 6 this morning and he was the one that said, yeah, it's going to be, you know, some wind. It could be a blizzard type condition, but it's anywhere from four and a half to eight inches total. And I'm like, well, what happened to the 17 that I was hearing about yesterday? Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to Rob yesterday. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, man. Four, four inches of snow and a little bit of wind, that's not a storm. That's, you know, that's a bad day uh, on a Friday. Who cares? So, anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877 um, If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Um Camp June water chugging says it's a microcosm talking about baseball of America. The 25 teams who are not rich enough to exceed a salary cap have been convinced that someday they will be able to spend like that. So they keep their options open and the Yankees pay the luxury tax for the privilege of treating them like farm teams. Uh, the Yankees, the Mets, the, the Dodgers, the angels. Absolutely. Now, the question is, my buddy, uh, I got a text during the, the show here, and a buddy of mine said, well, don't, don't the Mets get some of that back through the luxury tax? No. The teams that don't pay into the luxury tax are the teams that get the money. The teams that do, do not get the money. That's the way it works. Um, so if you keep your payroll under a certain amount, you will get a portion of that money. The teams that are on the lesser end of the payroll, and that's that's part of the problem is you get a team like uh, it was Pittsburgh and the Marlins not that long ago that were actually going to be sued by baseball because their payrolls were so low. That money, that luxury tax money is supposed to go into two things, payroll for teams or uh, improvement of the minor league system. It is not to pay off your bills. It's not to pay off stadium debt it's not to pay you know like build new scoreboards or anything that's not what that money's for the money is supposed to strictly stay for payroll and the subsidization of your minor league system to continue to build through the minor league so that way everybody becomes competitive and the marlins were keeping that money they were sitting on it they weren't spending it but they were sitting on it and the owner for years and years and years was just pocketing the money just put just putting the money back into a pot and and that's the reason people were getting pissed so The owners have had themselves to blame for their own ineptitude for a long period of time. But you look at a guy like Mark Atanasio, they have an incredibly small media fund, media market, when it comes to the actual money. Although they do get 2.5 million people through the gates, they have a small media market to draw from. That's commercials, that's inventory of radio, television, uh, the, the deals with, say, Bally's, the deals with... Uh, I think it's WTMJ in Milwaukee, and then obviously the affiliates to pay. There just isn't that kind of money in these markets. There just isn't. So, and the way it works is, like, your flagship station, whether it's Bally's or, um, you know, the, the radio side, they pay for the rights. So they'll pay you $4 million a year, $5 million a year. And then they have to go out and sell that in advertising to make that money back plus some, or sell it in rights fees, And some of that money goes to the team. Some of that money goes back into the flagship station for the privilege of carrying those games. And there's just not that kind of money here. You know, you think about the Yes Network, which the Yankees own, and all the money, all the revenue, all those sales, all those businesses, all those opportunities in New York versus Wisconsin, that pays it tenfold, 20-fold, 50-fold in New York as opposed to here. Now, granted, the expenses are far higher there. But overall, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an innately fair, unfair system. And that's part of the problem with major league baseball is they just don't recognize that, you know, and, and it's, it's, and D Rich, you're right. He said the NFL passed major league baseball decades ago. Why? In large part due to hope. Basically every fan base has hope um, almost all the time, 26.28% of the fan bases are 26 uh, to 28-plus fan bases have hope for the postseason in the NFL and maybe a title run. You can't say that about baseball. Start of every year, there's already 10 to 12 teams that know. They don't have a shot. They just flat out don't have a shot. And when you see a, a, a couple of – one contract, like Correa's contract with the Mets, one contract like that, that's it for the Brewers. The Mets have like four of them now. It's it's That's why it's unbelievably ridiculous problems in baseball and baseball just doesn't care. It's almost like one year what needs to happen is and you hate to do this, but one year what needs to happen is people just need to say enough until you fix the the economic inequities enough. We're not going to come. We're not going to tune in. We're not going to listen. Baseball is dead to us. You need to go away and fix yourself and then come back. But nobody's going to do that. But that's kind of what needs to happen. And then baseball go, oh, holy crap, you know, because ultimately what drives it is the rights, is the rights and the marketing deals. But because they're not organized like um, the NBA and the NFL in television rights deals in that same sense with the same amount of money because of their, their failing ratings. They don't have that ability to kind of put everybody up under an umbrella and say, "Let's get this thing right." It's just, it's, just, it's a different animal. I understand that, but there has got to be a better answer than this, than just being the wild, wild west. It's, it's. It, I get it every day. Every day, there's a baseball conversation that seeps in, seeps into my my discussions, and every day it's the same thing. How can baseball s- survive like this? I don't care about it anymore. They lost me years ago. It's boring. It's slow. It's and on and on and on and on. Brewers fans go. Brewers fans do have a little bit of hope, and they're very faithful and they're very supportive. But there's just, you know, my buddies in Cincinnati, they have no hope. I got a buddy of mine that lives in Pittsburgh. They have no hope. You know, I I, I got a friend of mine that works in the business, that that works for the Royals. They have no hope. You know, I talked to him. I said, "Well, at least you've won a World Series." He's like, "That's not going to happen for another fifty years." We know that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. and, and you're you work with a team, so that's what's disappointing.
1: I mean, eight seven. 6, go ahead, Ben. That could all be true. I also think Brewers fans are more than in the right to be disappointed in how Adnanzius uh, spends money. Oh, Where like, that too, they are. They are. There's an inherent disadvantage when it comes to buying players and the payroll. But still, the owner at the top is showing a reluctance to do it. Yes,
0: I completely agree. And then you have to believe if you're a player or two away, what can you do to bolster your team? And and year after year after year after year after year, you are told as a fan base, uh, you are going to get somebody's worn out late hand-me-downs. And you're going to hope that you don't blow a hole in it prior to the end of the season. That's what you're going to get. Uh, the New York Mets estimated payroll tax. Here you go. The New York Mets payroll. Think about this for a minute. <laughs> now remember, the Brewers are going to be like one hundred and twenty-five million. Okay, payroll. The Mets five hundred and two million dollars. The Yankees three hundred and ten. San Diego Padres two hundred and fifty-one. Philadelphia two forty-five. And Philadelphia spends money, but two forty-five. Toronto, 228, and it goes down. The Angels, 219. The Dodgers, 211. Uh, remember when the Dodgers were spending $300 million and we thought that was ridiculous? Be, here. Here's the Mets. Hold my beer. Houston, 208. Boston, 206. White Sox, 201. Cubs, 200. Texas, 199. Uh, Colorado, 184. And San Francisco, 179. San Francisco, top 15, 179. Brewers not even close. The bottom half, St. Louis, Seattle, Detroit, Milwaukee at 136 million. And that's not that's number 19. That's in the top 20 at least. Oakland 70, which is ridiculous. Pittsburgh 77, ridiculous. Baltimore 85, ridiculous. Cincinnati 86, ridiculous. Kansas City at 103. Those teams right there all small market teams keeping it a hundred or less which is a tragedy tight-fisted owners who don't want to spend the money they want to suck up the money to the teats of the the high market teams and they pocket the money that's a, that's part of the problem and that's the reason the players are like you know what screw those guys they're getting salary. they're getting luxury tax money and they're not even spending it that they're the problem they're the problem in Major League Baseball. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Okay, I apologize. I've gone on way too long. Uh, we'll get back into a lot of football want to get into that discussion. Also, we'll talk some more baseball. Don't worry. But if you want to chime in, you can. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, a small market team that spends money and does great job in promotions and advertising and such, that's Milwaukee Admirals. Winning hockey as well. They're on a quest, hopefully, to get a Calder Cup, go deeper into the postseason this year, maybe grab themselves a championship. That is the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Great stuff from the Admirals. Good stuff there covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael show we continue on. What are you looking to do for New Year? Some of you big parties, big cities, others I want to get away. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort uh, up in the beautiful Miscano Island. Uh, they've got Rocker for uh, New Year's Eve entertainment. Not a bad way to go. If you're looking for something maybe a little bit later than that, they have coming up in January the 28th, uh, they've got the Miscano Island Chocolate Festival coming up. There's chocolate drinks and beverages and different stuff to nosh on, all kinds of good stuff. So if you're looking to head up, to the Four Seasons Island Resort, which you know I go there every year, two, a couple times a year at least. Beautiful place. And I was mentioning to you uh, earlier this week that somebody had uh, posted uh, to me on Facebook and said, well, what's there to do there for a family? I said, look, you can do everything from you got a huge pool. There's golf. There's tennis. There's hiking. Uh, there's so many different things. And the waterfall tours in the summertime. In the wintertime, now that we've got the, the snow coming, the trails are going to be open, snowmobiles, sleds of all type. Remember, down at the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill. <laughs> when I've gone up there in February and March, uh, it's probably got more snowmobiles uh, parked out front than it does vehicles. But it's fun. It's a great place to go. Historic. So many nuances to it. It's the Four Seasons Island Resort. And if you want to get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, Barb at the Four com. Barb at the Four TheFourSeasonsWisconsin.com or call them 715-324-5800. But you use the code Bill Michaels 15 You get 15% off your stay. It's that simple. 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. Great place to get away. Doesn't matter what time of year. It's beautiful up there. Just beautiful. But you want to go up. You want to get away. You want to feel isolated. But you're still, you know, within an hour's drive of cities. You can always go to Iron Mountain. Oh, it's a little bit shorter away. But a lot of good stuff. And don't forget to use the code BillMichaels15, BillMichaels15. You get 15% right there off your stay just because you listen to the program. Again, that's the Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's get back at it. We got our guys on hold. Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how you doing, man? What's going on?
1: Hey, Bill, enjoying the show. I enjoy your perceptions and your sense of humor, man. Uh, that that bit about the, you know, looking across the room at the chick, the perfect chick and the whole thing, man, that was just, I was just dying. <laughs> I was just, I mean, you painted that so fantastically. And then, <laughs> that was terrific, man. Good, you gotta, glad. You got to use it, you got to use that as a sound drop or hotkey or something, man. That was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, you know, living where I live, I'm surrounded by, you know, obnoxious Yankee fans and Mets fans who aren't so insufferable. But um, I look at the history of baseball versus football. And this is, I told your screener, I said, man, I'll keep this short. But for me, it's not just the money thing. The money thing is big. Um, y- you know, it's, it's the history of baseball in that, you know, the Yankees have had everything their way since like the, the 20s because there was no draft in baseball, Bill. There's no drafts. So people say, what does that mean? Well, that means there's some guy like Mickey Manler, or some guy coming off a farm in Iowa. Where's he going? He's going to New York City. Right. He's going to the big market. They, they got every player they wanted in history, everybody, okay? and Like, actors don't go to Omaha, Nebraska. Actors go to Hollywood. So the Yankees had a built-in advantage. So this whole BS about Yankee mystique is a bunch of crap to me. Mystique is when you have the disadvantages, like early 60s Green Bay Packers. You know, black players didn't want to go to Green Bay. It's colder than a Welder's, you know what? And, and mm-hmm. you know, that's mystique to me. So this whole Yankee mystique, which I'm fed up with around here, I can't stand it. You know, and, and baseball, I've said it so many times, if you had equity, I'm not for socialism, Bill, politically, but that's what you need in baseball. Wellington Mara of the Giants, of the New York Giants, and, and I think it was like 1960 or 61, he made sure that Green Bay and the smaller markets would have this, would share from an equal pie. He made sure that. I mean, look at the history of baseball. Any, every, your listeners out there who might be like 55 and older. In the early 70s, Bill, what did you have? You had the Pirates, the Reds the Oakland A's, the Kansas City Royals, they had all these yep. venerable, great franchises. And now they can't compete. Maybe once in a while, a blip on the radar, but they can't compete. And it, right. it just it irks me. And I'm so happy to hear you do this. I've gone on national shows and complained, and Yankee fans, the, the intelligent ones, will say to me, oh, I get why you hate the Yankees. I'm like, yeah, I can't freaking stand them. Can't, I hate it. <sighs>
0: You know, like, I, you know, here's the thing: is I don't even hate the Yankees because the Yankees are taking advantage of a very poor system. No big deal. I, you know, if I had an owner that would spend a ton of money, I'd love them and I'd be a passionate fan, and I would know we have a chance every year. So I hate them in the sense that it's not that I hate them because I hate them. I hate them because I'm damn jealous of them.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, Bill, the, the draft started in 1965, so people look it up. The draft started in '65, and the only time in baseball history you had a level playing field, truly, Bill was 1965 to the early 70s. When everybody had the same shot, there wasn't a big money, there wasn't cable TV. From 1965 to the early 70s, what did the Yankees do? They didn't do squat, okay? Mm -hmm. And then in the early 70s, Steinbrenner's money came along and all this stuff happened. It's like, give me a freaking break. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I just hate the obnoxious attitude of them and I'm like yeah. screw you I'm I'm ready to argue if not fight five of them at a time. I'm sick of it
0: <laughs> Well hopefully you don't fight them but uh, I get what you're saying I, I look I yeah. appreciate the phone call I understand it. I understand the angst okay um I I but I don't hate Yankees fans. I just don't. I mean, there's an obnoxious there to him. You know, I can hate a Yankee fan as much as I can hate a Cubs fan. You know, there's an obnoxiousness. But it's the, it's part of it is the innate, you know, we always talk about, you know, the, the, you know, the big brother that looks upon Wisconsin, that being Illinois, that looks upon Wisconsin as the ugly stepchild, but yet. You know, the Packers have been the one winning and winning consistently and beating the hell out of the Bears for years and years and years and they badmouth it and they hate it, but they're jealous of it. They'd love to have what the Packers have had for three decades, right? No doubt. Whereas we can't stand the Cubs because the Cubs are obnoxious and they haven't been they haven't necessarily been winners consistently, but they won a championship. And we hated it. We hated it because we have this inferiority complex. This is the way we feel about Yankees. This is the way we feel about the Cubs. This is the way we feel about certain markets. Even though the Cubs have not been perennial winners year after year, they're still a major market. But when you look at the Dodgers, we hate the Dodgers. It's a passive crowd. It's the late arriving. It's the who's who. It's the glitter people. They're not true fans. You know, They're not passionate fans. We are. And we deserve better because we've supported them. My biggest argument has always been when Mark Antanasio sat with Doug Melvin years and years and years and years ago and started to talk about the teardown and the rebuild, and Doug went out, and in come David Stearns, and so this is what we're going to do. Bear with us. Okay. We as fans said, we got you back. We're still going to show up. with love baseball. We got your back. We're going to be there. No problem. Okay? And you kind of went for it, and you spent your money on Christian Yellich. The problem is that didn't work out, but we appreciate that you did that. But there's other things to be had here. Don't go on don't cheap us now cuz we supported you. We came out. Fans came out. I'm not going to say me cuz I I'm, I'm just there, you know. But you fans came out. You you kept supporting him. You kept doing your thing. You you did what he asked you to do. Now what you're saying is, you know, come on dude. Let's go, man. Don't act don't act like suddenly you're, you know, you're driving a, a 1972 Ford Pinto. Come on. At least get yourself into the 80s and 90s. You know, don't act like you're driving the Ford Pinto still, you know, using regular gas when everybody else is flying around in electric cars. Come on. And and sometimes you get that feeling. And, well, we're small market. After a while, fans get tired of hearing that. And if it's so innately wrong, then why aren't you the owner that's standing up to say something is wrong here, we need to fix the system? No. Why? Because you're going to take the money, you're going to take the luxury tax, you're going to wrap your arms around it. you're going to do. You're going to do a few things. I get it. But then you 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 say one thing about you know hey uh, Juan uh, uh, the uh, oh god the uh, the power hitter Ben Juan Soto Juan Soto no problem we were in on that it wasn't about the money but yet we're going to get rid of Josh Hader you can't you, fans aren't stupid we know what you did you didn't want to pay him he was coming up on arbitration going to make a ton of money you don't want to pay a, a reliever a closer. Between 15 and 19 million dollars a year. Well, yeah, we, we see it. We get it. You're cheap. We get it. But that's part of the problem with baseball. And baseball doesn't understand it that we can see it. We're not dumb. We can see it. So you just keep going on, doing what you're doing. Very little, if any, hope for a lot of teams at the beginning of the season. Keep watching it go down the tube. Keep watching the ratings go down. Keep figuring out ways to bring people into the stands, to watch a long, slow game when the obvious things are right there in front of you. You refuse to, to do that. And just keep doing your thing and hoping that people come back. When all you can say is all we do is hope that people come back, you've screwed up your product. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 Hang in there. we got more right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the
1: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Rams 24-12 on Monday Night Football. Romeo Dobbs led the team in receptions with five catches for 55 yards and was asked if the team can win three more. I mean, the potential is there. It's just up to us, you know. If anything... Happens outside of what we are supposed to do. Um, that's just shooting ourselves in the foot. But I mean, again, on to the next phase, just ready to grind again. Rum, how did it feel for you to be out there tonight? It felt great. Thought it was a great timing on when I was supposed to come back. You know, got a team win, on to the next. Running back Aaron Jones rushed for 90 yards on 17 carries and was asked how his fellow running back AJ Dillon helped him. Uh, huge, huge. Uh, you know, we were able to run the ball, get that established. and. We giving each other breathers, but still keeping it going uh, is a huge part of it, you know, and that's something that we look to look to do, be the spark on on the offense. The Rams fall to 5-9, and nine, having lost seven of their last eight games. Head coach Sean McVay. I thought our guys battled. I thought there was, uh, you know, some real positives, but there was also a handful of instances where we didn't capitalize on some opportunities that we did have. Uh, took a couple negatives on some chances where we had some, you know, shots down the field versus some favorable looks, but... Um, you know, we didn't get it done. We'll continue to uh, look inward and, and move forward and, and be ready to go against the Broncos. Green Bay has now won four of their last six games and head to Miami to play the Dolphins, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers.
0: If I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody.
1: But when you win a couple in a row, it starts giving you some confidence. Now we're playing against some better football teams down the stretch that we can go to Miami and win. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the program of the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stolle's Hog Alley and Stolle's Old 109. It looks like Hog Alley's uh, getting ready to open. It's getting closer every day. The renovation is just about done and complete. So good stuff there. Stolle's Old 109, uh, still a tremendous place. They have some entertainment coming up uh, for the weekends as well as uh, New Year's Eve and on into the new year. So if you're looking for some place to go and you're out in the Watertown area, stop in. Uh, whether it's either location for that matter, because uh, hopefully they're open by uh, Stoly's Hog Alleys open by New Year's, but can't wait because that place just looks unbelievably impressive, beautiful, beautiful place. So hopefully uh, we get a chance to get in there and see it real soon. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, give us a shout. Um, the uh, let's see here. Uh, we got by by the way, we got Mark Schofield coming up next. So uh, Mark Schofield, uh, SP Nation, going to be joining us coming up next here. Uh, yeah, the, uh, and this is from Jason who said, uh, look at what the Brewers are going to be, about 130 to $140 million next year. Uh, while I'm excited about the team, I still don't think they're going to be that competitive. And when it comes to the money that's being spent by other teams, the Brewers don't even have a shot at acquiring some of these players. That's the most disappointing thing is that other teams can build super teams while the Brewers have to find the diamonds in the rough and just hope for the best. Hope is one thing, but to know that you're already behind the eight ball before you even start your season is another. And that's where baseball is so wrong. I I agree. Football, you know, you can turn it around in a year or two. You know, you can get a couple of good drafts, get a couple of free agents, get yourself out of salary cap jail. You're okay. Uh, baseball, there, you don't have that. It's such a weird system, you know, and the owners don't want to give up certain rights they don't want to give up certain uh, arbitration eligible years and such they don't want to give any of that stuff up none of that Uh, I apologize for not getting back to the phone calls we're up against the clock so hang in there I know Gerard will get to you coming up here in a little while Uh, got Mark Schofield of SB Nation is going to be joining us coming up next this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse say hi to Joey and the gang they've got all your Italian holiday feasting going on catered events and such going into the new year stay tuned oh by the way they're right there on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield in Waukesha, right next to Menards. Great people, great place. That's Albanese's Roadhouse in Waukesha. Stay tuned, we got more coming up after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.